You are what you eat, so don't be fast, cheap, easy, or fake. It's kind of a funny quote that you may have heard, but there's a lot of truth to it. Hello, and welcome to Living Well with Robin Stoloff, empowering you to live a healthier life. As a health reporter for more than 30 years, it is my goal through this weekly podcast to help you learn more and live better. And we all know that our diet and our nutrition play a huge role in our health. And during this pandemic, staying healthy has never been more important. Here with us now to talk about food as it relates to our immune system is nutritionist Stacy Veneman. Thanks for joining us. You're welcome. So sometimes there is a little bit of a disconnect between food and our health, but it's such a vital part. Everybody eats. <laughs> Everybody needs to pay attention to what they put into their body. How does food relate to our immune system? So food can actually enhance or create a, a bad situation with your immune system. Foods can um, actually, because of the vitamins and the different compounds and enzymes in them, actually bolster the things in the body that we need to fight off colds and viruses and, and even diseases like cancer and Alzheimer's and things like that. There's direct correlation between certain foods and, and enhanced immunity to certain diseases. And often many of these diseases are related to inflammation in our body. So when we are able to strengthen our immune system and boost our immune system, we help to decrease this inflammation. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. Inflammation is a huge culprit in so many issues uh, uh, that, that we face health-wise. So anything that we can do um, to decrease that, you hear a lot about anti-inflammatory foods or vitamins or supplements. Um, anything that we can do to decrease inflammation in the body is going to be very beneficial. Let's talk about some of the foods that we can try to incorporate into our nutritional and eating plan. I hate using the word diet. People hate that word diet. So I don't like always saying that, but into our nutrition, into what we eat, what, what foods are some of the most common foods that we can easily include in our daily meals? So some of the most common foods would be things like citrus uh, fruits. Citrus fruits are very high in vitamin C, so they can really help to increase the production of white blood cells, which helps fight infections. Um, foods like red bell peppers, they also have a ton of vitamin C. People don't often think about vegetables as being high in vitamin C. We tend to think of oranges mm -hmm. or those types of things. So, so red bell peppers, uh, garlic, believe it or not, is very, very beneficial as is ginger. So again, two kind of not so mainstream, um, types of, of food. Well, I'm that, Italian. So garlic is part of our lives. <laughs> that's, that's very mainstream. <laughs> and when you eat it, no one wants to come near you. So you can't get sick. So that's, that, that's, that's how garlic works. <laughs> that's how it works. That's how it works. I fully believe that. I, I, I completely agree with that. So in in the, in the wintertime, actually, ginger, just for an example, I'll actually buy pieces of fresh ginger and boil them, just mm -hmm. uh, slice it and boil it, and then essentially strain out the, the ginger and then keep that that water that's infused now as a basically it's like a tonic and I'll add it to teas or water um, it's wonderful for any type of nausea or stomach issue yes but it also, ginger yeah, ale mom used to give us ginger ale but this is even better no sugar no yeah right exactly exactly but it also has a lot of anti-inflammatory properties to it yes so my husband takes ginger root actually and he shaves it down and puts it in our tea. We have we have it in our tea and it's delicious. It's really not it's unusual taste, but you get used to it and it's so good for you. 
Oh, wonderful. Okay, yeah. well, perfect. That's a, it's a great idea. Yeah. So another food is yogurt. Uh, yogurt is great because of the the live bacteria that it has, and believe it or not, gut health is so critical for overall health. So I actually just did a um, a brief little podcast uh, myself about the importance of gut health and and how that affects your overall health. So yogurt is is what we call a fermented food mm-hmm. and fermented foods are going to enhance your gut health, which as I said, in turn then enhances overall health. So that's another easy one. A lot of people eat yogurt. It's readily available. It's quick. So that's another great food to incorporate daily during cold and flu season. Yeah. Any kind of uh, fermented food, isn't that right? Can help with, with the gut health? Absolutely. Um, things like sauerkraut, miso, uh, kombucha, um, any fermented food is definitely going to be good for gut health. Yeah, medicine is really starting to pay more attention to that now. Our own, Basically, our own body fighting off disease as opposed to getting a pill or getting a drug. I mean, of course, we're not saying that any of those things are not good. But if we can get our body strong enough to help fight off some of these diseases or at least reduce our risk, why not? Why not do that? Why not make ourselves stronger, especially during this pandemic? It's such a frightening time for everybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100% agree. What about turmeric? You hear a little bit about that, too. What, what does turmeric do? Turmeric is, is again, another one of these things. In my opinion, it's right up there with ginger. In fact, Mm -hmm. I actually take, as you mentioned, supplements. I take a supplement that combines both of them. Um, Very strong anti-inflammatory properties in turmeric. Um, Believe it or not, also, if you have an injury, it's it's great for that as well. If you have injured yourself, it can really reduce the inflammation around the injury, even in muscles or, um, you know, things like that. And it can reduce soreness in your body. So if you, you know, had a really strenuous work, out or, you know, spend a little too much time gardening or something like that. Sure. It's great for that as well. But turmeric is wonderful for you. Highly recommend that to most of, of the patients that I work with. You can actually buy that in sort of a root too and, and kind of shave it down a little bit and put it in your tea or on your foods or whatever. When I say shave it, I'm talking about a grater, like a cheese grater. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. I've tried that and it's funny. I the taste of it is very strong to me. Yes. So I have opted for the supplement version of that. But <laughs> but the, the as I said, the ginger I found, I, I actually enjoy it. It's it's spicy and it's not, you know, it's not unappealing. Yeah, it's so, not as strong but, as the turmeric. Yeah. Right, right. But by all means try it because ever certainly everybody's palate is is different. Yes, that's for sure. And what about green tea? We often hear green tea is so good. I love a nice hot cup of green tea at night. Absolutely. Green tea has flavonoids and all kinds of wonderful properties. And here's a little tip. With the green tea, if you squeeze a fresh lemon into it, it actually makes it easier to absorb the different enzymes and properties in the green tea for your body. So a a little squeeze of lemon in your green tea will make it even more beneficial. I did not know that. See, I learned something doing this. Every time I do it, I learn something new. And I think that's great. Well, so I hope and I hope everybody just heard that a little bit of lemon helps it to work better. That's great. And you mentioned supplements or vitamins. There's, you know, sort of the jury's out on this. Some people say, oh, you don't need it. If you eat healthy, you don't need any vitamins. And then other people are like, well, you know, just to cover my bases, I should have some vitamins. So what's your thoughts on that? Absolutely. I I am in the camp of just to cover your bases. I'm Mm -hmm. a huge proponent of 
getting your nutrition from food. I, I really believe in that. That said, it can be difficult, especially with the fast pace of our lifestyle these days and and even the amounts of certain things. It can be very hard to consume enough to actually hit some of those levels if you're trying to do certain things like reduce specific inflammation or address a very specific health issue. That, in my opinion, is where supplements come in and they can be invaluable. So I... Basically, you know, take everybody case by case on that. You know, I some general recommendations. I don't think certainly anybody would ever be harmed by taking a good solid multivitamin. Mm-hmm. I don't um, anybody would be be harmed by taking a, a vitamin D supplement and for women, a calcium supplement as well. And beyond that, I always recommend a probiotic. I, we were just discussing yes. gut health. Yeah, and I I am a very strong believer in a in a probiotic daily um, year round really to to address all of the issues that surround that with with you know having too much bad bacteria or not enough good bacteria. Good solid probiotic can really even that all out and keep you very very healthy. We also hear about prebiotics, and that's people kind of get a little bit confused between the two. So can you explain the difference? Don't the prebiotics help to feed the probiotics, as I understand it? Exactly, exactly. A perfect example is uh, foods like asparagus. Asparagus would be a great prebiotic. So they actually, it's almost like priming the gut, so to speak, to be able to absorb the probiotics. So you need to have a good balance of both. Some supplements nowadays actually include both. Okay. So that's important. So you you would recommend that. But you also have to be careful not to overdo it with your vitamins because sometimes it can be too much of a good thing, right? Absolutely. You have to always pay attention to your levels. There are some vitamins that in excess can even be toxic. Now, most of us don't, you know, run that risk, but it is something to consider. And as I said, the the main thing that I always try to impress upon people is that remember, it's a supplement. There's a reason it's called a supplement. Mm-hmm. It's not intended to be the main source of anything for for your body. So you're always going to get the biggest bang for your buck from actual food. Let me ask you this, because a lot of people talk about fasting, and we hear so much about intermittent fasting. Does that do anything to help our immune system, decrease inflammation? Is there any scientific evidence behind that? So the jury is really out on that, to be honest. that There is a, there is a lot of scientific evidence to support it, and I've also read a lot of scientific evidence that says that it, it's, you know, a bunch of nonsense. So. Mm-hmm. My personal opinion, intermittent fasting can be good for a lot of reasons. Personally, I am not so sure about the uh, immunity piece of it. Um, I think it's more related to weight loss and mm-hmm. to even um, sometimes addressing some issues like emotional eating and, and things like that. Um, I, I think it can be very helpful in certain situations. I'm not utterly convinced by what I've personally read that uh, immunity falls into that camp. Mm-hmm. But but I have read a lot of articles that, that say otherwise. So I, I certainly won't ever, uh, you know, just like you said, you always learn something new. I, I would never be so, you know, so bold as to say, you know, absolutely not. You oh, know, we're, just, we're always learning something new. I mean, eggs used to be a bad thing years ago, the cholesterol and eggs, and now eggs are great. You know, so absolutely. it changes all the time. You know, it really changes does. all the time. I, I still always go back to the 90s and the fat-free. That one kills oh. me. I, I just, you know, 
just always think about that because I was I was a 90s child and in my childhood it was you know I just remember my parents everything was fat free this fat free that and it just I I just have to laugh now oh thinking. gosh and the package yeah. stuff and all of that you know the oh. process package goods I mean that's just a to me that's sort of a take home message the 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 more you can eat food that's that's in its natural form the better I mean that's just the bottom line isn't it Absolutely. hundred percent true. Yes. So just walk us through really briefly in a day, you know, take, let's just say breakfast, lunch, dinner. What should we be looking to eat in each meal overall? You know, the protein, the, the uh, vegetables, the fruit. I always recommend right out of the gate to cover three quarters of your plate with with plants. I think that is a fabulous rule of thumb, whether it's breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Mm -hmm. For breakfast, that might look like an omelet where you have at least three or four different vegetables, maybe spinach, onions, peppers, and Mm -hmm. mushrooms or something like that. Then at lunch, huge salad. Get Make it as colorful as you possibly can. You know, try to incorporate as many different vegetables into it, you know, not just a pile of iceberg lettuce. And, and, you know, top it with some kind of lean protein, you know, like salmon or, or chicken breast or something like that. And maybe a side of fruit, a little cup of fruit or something like that. And then again, for dinner, you know, maybe you roasted some cauliflower and, and have a a side salad and again, some lean protein with maybe quinoa or a a whole grain of brown rice or something like that. And that's a healthy daily meal. And if more people did that, we would probably have a lot less illness, sickness, and disease in this country. Unfortunately, oh, <laughs> not I everybody hope. eats like that. You know, it's, and it's not always easy for people who maybe are on the run. Lately, we haven't been doing that as much. But then it's the other side of the coin where you're sitting at home and overeating because you're oh. stuck in your house. <laughs> yes. And that huge issue, that is a huge issue for sure. I've, I've had more, more people, I think, this year with that particular issue than ever in my entire career. It's it's very, very difficult. Absolutely. And people eat out of stress and out of boredom and for many other reasons. If we only ate when we were hungry, we would all be, you know, perfect weight. We (laughs) we eat for a lot more reasons than that. So that's all. That's another issue altogether. Emotional eating. That's that's our next podcast. That's the next podcast. (laughs) Absolutely. That's for sure. But I mean, just general overview. I love talking about, you know, eating healthy, wholesome, whole raw food. When I say raw, I mean not processed. You know, you can cook them, (laughs) but not processed. You know, when you get something in a package, it's just usually something's been done to it to take away some of the nutritional quality of the food. Absolutely. Absolutely. I... I, I say that at least three or four times a day to, to different people. The less processed foods that you can eat, the better off you are. Try to eat everything in as whole a form as, as possible. And I even I challenge people, try to eat, you know, come home from the grocery store with as few foods in containers as possible. Mm-hmm. Really, really try to do that. I, Not I love that. There, yeah. Yeah. Certainly there are some, you know, foods that come in containers that are very healthy. And it's not to say that you never pick anything up, them up, but challenge yourself to do that. Absolutely. You know? Frozen vegetables are one that we've, you know, a lot of times we have vegetables and they go bad. They're in the back of the fridge. And next thing you know, they're soggy. and <laughs> You can't eat them. So we've, we've uh, you know, sort of split. We get some fresh, a lot of fresh, but we've put, started to turn to a little bit of the frozen vegetables. As long as they are flash frozen, they may, maintains a lot of the nutrients and they don't go bad. So you have them on hand. 
Absolutely. I am a huge fan of frozen vegetables for all of those reasons. They're quick, they're convenient, and sometimes they're actually even more nutritious than what you buy off the, the produce shelf because exactly what you said, they're frozen at their, their peak of ripeness and nutrition, so they're not losing nutrients. Uh, some of the things that sit out on the on the produce shelf, they, they tend to lose nutrients you know, the longer that they sit. So I am a huge fan of frozen vegetables, and, and they're always available and they're always quick. So Absolutely. Okay. It's a good thing to have in your freezer and frozen fruit too. I use that for smoothies as well, as long as they don't put syrups in it or anything like that. So really good tips. Great points help us to improve our immunity during this crazy time in this world. Thank you so much, nutritionist Stacy Veneman. Where can we reach you if somebody has some questions or would like to talk with you about their nutrition plan? They can check out my Facebook page, Stacy Veneman Nutrition Counseling. I'm also on Instagram at Stacy Veneman, and all the information and links are on both of those pages. So that's the easiest way to find me. Stacey, thanks again for being with us today. Always great information. Stacey Veneman of Stacey Veneman Nutrition Counseling. And remember, you are what you eat, so don't be fast, cheap, easy, or fake. Thanks for joining us today for Living Well with Robin Stoloff, empowering you to live a healthier life. Please sign up to get weekly notifications about this podcast. Until we see you next time, please stay safe and keep living well.